Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching, and all of those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to... <laughs> I'm sorry, the look on Craig's face. Are you okay, John? I'm fine. That's a valid question. Just had to swallow the energy. Um, it's not the first time. Anyways, uh, I'm John. I'm your game master. This is why what Twitch wouldn't let us use the correct word that we wanted to use earlier. That's true. That's it's it. True. That's exactly it. It's all my fault. Uh, I'm... I've tried to start this twice now. I'm the game master for the evening. <laughs> I'm joined today uh, by Nikki. Hello, everybody. It's me, Nikki. You can find me online at the Wig DM over on Twitter, and I am one of the executive producers at Slady's ATL. Come check me out and watch me do uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians. No, I will do a long intro. You can't stop me. No, I was, I was like, like guns in the air, you know. Yeah. Kind of thing. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I'm playing Scuzz tonight. Yeah, yeah that's important. That's important. <laughs> no, it's not. Everyone knows who Scuzz is. And Mara. Hi, I'm Mara. I'm playing Titania Valkorian, a ladrin druid of the Circle of the Grim Harvest. And Alana. Hi, I'm Alana. I'll be playing the role of Camille tonight. I'm also playing Annabella Mercantis, the... Um, Human Ranger. And yes, I'm eating icing. Mind your business. I didn't even notice. And Jack? Hey, everybody. I'm Jack. I am playing Gentmanar, the half-elf Triggermancer Spellslinger. Alright, every time you say... You, you, for some reason, every time you get to, like, your class, you, like... You go from a leisurely pace to really rushing through it as if you're embarrassed about your class. <laughs> Look, I made up this class out I pulled this class out of my own asshole. It's worth <laughs> being embarrassed about. I pulled this class out of my ass. Ta -da! Yeah, it's true. Now now you know why I'm looking for a job. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> uh and Craig. Hi. I'm playing Grum and Belmunder, a dwarven way of the drunken master monk. I'm concerned about you. And mm -hmm. Holly? Um, sorry, Craig's creeping me out. Hi, I'm Holly. <laughs> Do I need to get the sign? <laughs> Don't make me tap the sign. <laughs> Smile on your face was creeping me out. They love uh, when you tap the sign. I'm I'm playing Vespia. She's a tiefling Chandler. Uh, and Cody? Hi, I'm Cody. I'm playing It's from Valar Hopgoblin War Wizard. And Jeremy? Hi, I'm Jeremy. I just want to say, I, for a second there, I thought you said you were playing a Chandler, 
And I was very yes. excited for that. <laughs> it's uh, our friend Weaponized candle makers. Let's do this shit. Uh, I Can am we Jeremy. Be any more level 16? <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you, dude. <laughs> I'm Jerry. I am playing uh, a Sin. Uh, the only thing to be concerned about with me is my accent. And I am, and Sin is a changeling warlock. I am not a changeling warlock. Sin is. Yes, you are, Jeremy. Also, that, that you is, know mm -hmm. of. That is your factually a lie. Your accent is not the only thing about you we have to worry about. Anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and William. Uh, hi, I'm William, and I'm playing Valdez Stonebeard, the Dwarven Samurai, who has far too many things to worry about right now. Uh, I mean, eventually we'll just have enough players that our intro will blot out the sun. Anyways. <laughs> we'll uh, just do the intros, and then it'll be like... Yeah, just three it, hours of like intro, and, yeah. I'm for and... break. <laughs> we'll take a break in the middle of the intros. Anyways, uh... As always, Black Lives Matter, trans rights, human rights, and happy trans happy trans visibility day from the surprising number of trans people from in Final Show films. Uh, <laughs> trans individuals for their cash app and send them money. I also, did we interrupt Cody, or did cash. I just black out for a minute? Mm -hmm. We did. Cody was just yeah. really subtle about it. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> is it, it was, surprising? It was uh, is it a surprising amount, though? Well, that's. I mean, I don't think it is. Chaotic. Late the longer it went on, mostly. It's not surprising. It's it's a surprising amount for those of us who didn't know we were a part of the number until recently. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Reasonable. Anyways, <clears throat> when last we left off, chaos, and also, uh, Grumman had made uh, some drinks for everybody. There was a surprise heroes feast and. By and large, the group had decided they were going to windwalk their way into a menage a trois between dragons, giants, and titans. And... Do we know they're doing that because that changes things? <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to wear? I gotta make sure we have enough oil for everybody. I'll hold the keys. <laughs> <laughs> this definitely has to be the point where we decide to walk just to fuck up the title. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then, then I'll just have to do something else to make the title true, and it won't be Windwalk. We teleport onto the sun? <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Drag the sun down to us. We could do that. We Might as well that. be walking on the sun. Anyways. Uh, Different song. <laughs> Grummond, you have delivered drinks... Assuming that there were no objections to the drinks Grumman was delivering. Nope. You are and all in, in in you are all uh, at a time where you have eaten and had drinks and studied in the tower library that is the archivist's uh, mansion. Uh, Grumman, what would you like to do? I, I did Ghent eat. I don't think I think Ghent skipped out on the Heroes Feast, right? Ghent definitely skipped out on the Heroes Feast. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, in 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 a little bit, um, Grumman comes back up. Ghent is at a table by himself at this point, yep. or with okay. a stack of books. Mm. Um, we'll come back up and sort of knock on a nearby bookshelf, uh, and is holding a little plate and a mug. 
Ah, Delamender. Yes. What can I help you with? Well, I, I noticed you hadn't had any dinner, and uh, if you don't mind, uh, I thought maybe we could have a brief chat. I know you're busy, but uh, just a few things to go over. By all means, have a seat. Mm. Um, and he puts down uh, the the plate and the mug, uh, and it is the uh, it's the um, uh, I had notes and then I lost them. Um, <laughs> the, the 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 country is it tar- Taran Tash- Taram? Taram. Taram. So it's a, is it Taram-ish? Taranian? What's the adjective? Uh, Tyrian. Tyrian. Okay. So it's, it's the Tyrian equivalent of, uh, Tyrian Elvish equivalent of a grilled cheese and tomato soup. Like it's very sort of simple comfort food. Picture the same thing, but more German. Uh, (laughs) yeah, fair. Um, so put it down. said, I, you know, I, hey, first off, um, I just, I didn't know, you know, so I thought you might like this, though. Um, oh, thanks very much. Of course. I, you know, I always thought it's best to have something a little bit comforting. We're getting into uh, maybe a more challenging conversation. Um, so I'm just going to come right to the point. I've been thinking about it, and, um, well, you did sort of try to kill me. Oh, I'm sure you would have been fine. Yeah, right. I mean, I know I would have. In fact, I after thought all, were... I would have caught you. Right, and I know. I thought, you know, I thought you were in the process of dying. But look, like I've said to you before, I've had five kids. All of them have worked in the family business. I'm used to having people that I care about want to kill me, but we've got bigger fish to fry. We've got an apocalypse on the horizon. You've got a fiancé that may be becoming a, some sort of god to kill another god that she's also related to. You've got a wedding to plan. I, I, we've got a lot of things to do. And I just want us to all be working together. So if you've got a problem with me, I just want to know what it is. We can talk about it. Now, if it's just a stress relief for you to throw dwarves off mountains, I've been there before, but if it's something, I just want to know what it is. Gent has been writing this entire time, and as Grumman finishes, sets down his quill, dusts the page, closes the book, And then just kind of steeples his hands in front of himself. I don't know that I'd particularly say that I still have a problem with you personally, Grummond. There is... It may be a difference of personality, perhaps. You mentioned you've five children, I think you said? That's right. And he looks Grumman dead in the eyes. I'm not one of them. No, you do not. tend to take a bit of a fatherly approach, I've noticed, especially with the rest of the group. That doesn't resonate with me personally. In fact, it's exceptionally bothersome. 
And granted, that might be an unusual facet of my own character, one that is unorthodox. I'm certain that there are many people across the world when confronted with an empathetic, sympathetic approach from a person, clearly their elder, with a greater deal of time and experience under their belt that they can they can manage and accept that sort of thing. And certainly, if it's a question of culinary expertise or uh, geographical knowledge of Iskova, something like that, I would have no problem defaulting to your greater knowledge on such topics, I'm sure. I neither need nor want parental presence of any flavor in my life. And I apologize if that flies in the face of your normal deportment. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you being straight with me. I, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a dwarf of settled habits. And I, I realize I can, I can tend to act the way I act and forget sometimes as to my audience. And I understand that that must be greatly frustrating. So I'll, I'll do my best to keep that in mind. I will say it does make it a bit more difficult because sometimes you do act like a right spoiled brat. And I say that with all the fondness for you in the world. Indeed. And the smile goes a little brittle at that point. But but you're 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 not my kid, and I'm not your dad, and I don't want to be. Gods, I don't want to be. We're friends, Ghent, or at least I'd like us to be. And I may be that weird older friend that sort of sits in the corner at parties and goes over and brings the dishes that nobody knows how to eat, but I'm also the one who will be over in the corner at the end washing up all the dishes. I'm just here to help. I don't want to be a god. I don't want to sit on a throne. But I've been on this world the better part of two centuries. I'm about to head into my third and I've gotten to like it. And I'd like to stick around. Like I've said to you before, I put in my time fighting and brawling and getting money and then I put in my decades behind the bar to enjoy my retirement and we need the world not to end for that to happen so if I can be your friend and stand by your side at the end I'd like to and if you don't want another friend I get it but at least let me be your comrade in arms and I'll try to I'll try to watch the patronizing And for my own part, I do realize that any conflict frequently has two contributors, not always just one. And I don't want you to take away from this conversation that I place all of the blame for our lack of synchronicity at your feet. I'm sure there is a non-insignificant portion uh, to be laid at mine. Most of it, eh? And for that, I do apologize. And if there's anything that specifically 
you feel might be a advisable practical adjustment on my part in terms of personal interaction and that sort of thing i'll certainly take that under advisement and do my best to uh modify my own behavior when in your company the only thing i can think of that might be good for you to know is that i know it was your first uh point of contact as it were with the billmenders but uh we don't talk about it a lot, and I don't think he even remembers it. But you ought to know, a great big bell fell on Crunchy's head when he was wee. He's not representative of the rest of us, is what I'm saying. I know he's a rough introduction. Understandable. All right, well, I'm glad to clear the air. I'll try to be... Uh, uh, Less of a of, of a spot, and you can try to be less of a prat, and I think we'll uh, save the world altogether. And if I've never come out and said it directly, Garmond, uh, any kind of gestures down at the small plate. Your talents in the kitchen are remarkable, to say it minimally, and. Despite some of our conflicts, I've never once had a moment's pause at eating anything that you were willing to describe what was actually in it. <laughs> if I could save the world with a finely breaded and fried fish and the perfect pairing beside it, I'd do it in a moment. But if I can't, I'll be here ready to punch things. And if you can see your way to sharing a bit more in the way of your personal tastes... I'll make sure that finds its way onto your plate, at least. There are some people one meets that one simply does not get along with for whatever reason, through no fault of either of yours. Be that as it may, you are a good man, Grummond. I know at least that much about you. And... I think I'll look forward to getting to learn a bit more about you over the next few months or however long we have. Oh, I've got stories to fill the months and don't you worry. Or perhaps you should worry a little bit. But you're a good man as well, Kent. And I'm glad to know you. Well, you've got a lot of reading to get to. And I'm not going to lie. That looks boring as hell. So I'm going to toddle off back downstairs and get to that washing up I mentioned. All right. Thank you for willing, being willing to speak. Of course. Don't stay up past your bedtime. Back to the writing. Um, and he, just, he, he clearly says that with a big grin. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And we'll head out. Eventually. You all fall asleep in various locations. Uh, some of you face down in books. Some of you face down in food. Some of you face down in a tub, hoping you breathe in the morning. Uh, <laughs> and you have dreams of a variety of types. One in particular, though. Sin. Yep. As you sleep, or as you rest, 
you become aware of yourself in your dream. You become aware that you're in a dream. Mm. And you become aware that you're standing in a vast darkness. The Tiwan Galadier. At the mention of his name, Torchlight <laughs> erupts from nearby, enough to illuminate Galadier on his throne. This large piece of mechano-arcane contrivance that is keeping his withering body alive. She looks at you. I have a task for you, Sin. Of course you do. What, what do we need to do? Having been listening, there is something of great importance that I need you to retrieve for me. All right. And prevent from being used beforehand. How likely is this to get me murdered by one of my allies? That is up to you. And also so, the problem. 70% is what I'm hearing. I am dying, Sin. That's unfortunate. I have been dying for a very long time. The problem with that, as much as there are many people, I'm sure, in your own way you included, that would be happy to see me go. Is that, should I die, an evil far worse than anything I could concoct would be unleashed upon the world. I have no doubt of that. For I would not die fully. But instead, that which I hold at bay with my life force, would come into possession of my body and my mind and an uncalculable evil would be born. Is I hope I've evil? weighed it enough for you. I was never not going to do what you're saying. I simply, as you know, like to know the full situation that I'm getting myself into. Let's Does go. this evil have a name? Not in and of itself, not yet. But I imagine it will come up with something particularly clever and obscure. All right, what am I stealing? I am in need of the ritual of apotheosis that your new oh, friend dear. has mentioned. I have thought of many ways to extend my life. Unfortunately, they all have their limitations. And while I have no personal qualms with those who desire to become a lich, it's not my particular bag, and also would be at cross-purposes. All right. 
this is not undoable. That said, I'm going to need some things. I'm going to need very specific information as much as possible regarding what will have what this evil is that will come out if you do die. He looks around for a minute. Thanks for a with second. The, with vagaries and hints and that sort of thing are not going to be good enough in this situation. I need concrete information. Your companion was curious about what I did to drive a lich out of these lands. Mm-hmm. The lichyard still stands. A testament to that which I hold back. Go there. It'll be far more evidence than my words could provide. That is fair, and we will certainly do that. However, you your words won't hurt. I have used my body several thousand years ago as the keystone, the grand seal in the design of the gods. My life force powers a blockade, if you will, preventing a transplanar threat from consuming ours. It is not an entity in and of itself, but a mutation, or the catalyst of one. An oil that changes anything it touches, corrupting it into another form, one that serves, one that destroys and makes more of itself. What they serve, I don't know. Who they serve, I don't know. But it has been very slowly doing its best to change me. I see. And should I change fully? That's bad. Yes. This is good. I can you. It's bad, clearly. But this is good because... This kind of detail I can use. And again, for hard proof, and he sort of gestures, and a map appears in front of you of Eastfeld, and Mm -hmm. just he sort of flicks a hand, and very easily it sort of of, uh, markings appear on the map, uh, indicating where you might find the lichyard. very specifically, it is at the northernmost point of Eastfeld. Uh, right over. Ah, uh, you're gonna make me go to the map Here. again. <laughs> right over. Oh, okay. Up there. Yep. That little blue circled area. Yep. All right. The Lich did not leave because of me. The Lich left because of what I hold back. I let little get loose as a 
well, I would say a warning, but sport was more the term. And it we'll left keep behind that part private, but okay. Noted. I'll see what I can do. Be quick about it. Every day that passes hastens my trip to the grave. And should I get there before acquiring that ritual, the world will follow suit very quickly. Duly noted. And you all wake up. Sin in a bit of an involuntary cold sweat. Yes. Um... I'm going to go find Valdiv. Valdiv, oh, bloody you? hell, I've got ink on my face now. <laughs> Probably in her room, waking up, getting ready for the day. A gentle knocking on the door. Yep. Open it. Good morning. And of note... You just see a changeling. Short, mm. sort of white, about, about about shoulder length hair, face not entirely complete, uh, pu- uh, irisless eyes. This will be have the first a time I've seen Sin. Yes, do you have a moment? Certainly. Step inside. Shut the door. door. I have something that's been added. Well, I have a reason to need to bump one of our quests up on the priority chart a lot. All right. A lot of people are not going to like this. But it is essential. We need to get the ritual of apotheosis and quickly. I get the feeling not for the reasons we've already laid out for it. No, but that can't hurt. I realize how the next few words are going to sound... Just wait for what follows them. Mm-hmm. Galadir is dying and needs it. The thing he's want... sitting on gets loose if he dies, doesn't it? I don't like the idea of Galadir becoming a god more any better than anybody else, but yes. If he dies something takes over his body and that something will destroy this world. And not in a short manner. Not in the I I take the world apart country by country in war kind of way that we're currently dealing with. I... And if Galadir has been fighting this thing for nigh on centuries and hasn't found another way to kill it, then I don't think we're going to find one in a few months. Not likely. 
I come to you because if I were to go to anybody else, I imagine my motives for this would be considered suspect. You are practical. You will understand this. I mean, simple matter of numbers. We have more than one way to potentially kill our current god problem. We don't have any other way to deal with this problem. Exactly. I, I can understand that reasoning. I almost want to know more about what the fuck is going on. In terms of Galadir? The thing that he's holding back. It's some sort of oil that corrupts everything it touches and is slowly corrupting him. We can apparently learn more about it if we go to the lichyard, because some got free there while he was expelling the lich. That's why the lich left. Okay. Well, the good thing that we can tell out of that is that it's not infinitely replicating, which is... Unless it's being held there by something related to the same reason why Gallier's holding it back at all. But yes. As far as we know, it won't infinitely replicate. However, if he's holding back a planar rift where this shit comes from, that won't really mean much, will it? Exactly. I, I at the very least expect that if Galadir were impressing this upon us, that would probably be because he doesn't have many other options and we're already looking into it anyways. And he would not send the people he has working on this into a situation of certain death. Also, Galadir doesn't really strike me as the kind of person who would want to become a god. Like, divine power is one thing, but then you have to deal with worshippers. I mean, yes, but he's not necessarily (laughs) against the... I, I don't know. I think it's possible like it's an unpleasant side effect but and I'm one of his allies so imagine what most people are saying regardless I think this is important I don't think Geller definitely said time is an issue I don't think that necessarily precludes us going to the Titan school but we should make that absolutely the next thing on the agenda. If well, the not... Titan, the Titan yeah. Skull will get us closer to where the Lich Yard is. Exactly. Because the Lich Yard is all the way up at the top of the continent. I definitely want to investigate this before I make any hard decisions. I mean, that is fair. But the simple arithmetic of war says we have more than one way to kill a god, and theoretically none but one way to deal with this problem. So if it comes down to it I can see why you'd ask me first. Yes, I would it wouldn't succeed any other way. But I do want to confirm that there is none but one way to deal with this problem. Indeed. Well, I will leave you to the rest of your getting ready. 
slips out, goes back to their room, and gets ready themselves. So, you all awake, get ready, sharpen your blades, prepare your spells, wipe the ink off your face from where you fell asleep in your paperwork, mm. and gather, presumably in the dining hall, but who knows, maybe you're all floating in the middle of the tower. What you doing? Ready? Making breakfast. Afternoon, I, um, morning, I don't know. It was a strange night. It is morning, as Ithram comes in from outside the tower. Very well. Annabelle is helping Grummond with breakfast. I, I feel like the two of us are a pretty good team at this point. Mm-hmm. Ready to go? I am. Everyone, get your meal in. It might be the last time we have anything really good to eat for a, for a while of fighting. This is system confusion on my end. Um, uh, is this a game where we've where we've instituted a, a mechanic for making a culinary check, and then there are potential bonuses from that, or no? Yes, depends on what you are. Uh, depends on what you're trying to do and what you're cooking with. But yes. Um, I'm I'm trying to because we are um, uh, we are headed into kind of inhospitable areas, right? Well, at, at least one inhospitable area, yes. Um, I, I mean, we're wind walking, right? Yep. So yes. I, I will I, I will load up on stuff like relatively low salt, um, high in in liquids and juice and and things. So something fortifying, but also very hydrating. Okay. Because I don't are want you... I don't want I don't want all my non kids getting chapped. Are you doing anything walk. are you doing anything with the behir meat? Um that was cured, right? Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I, I think he'll take a very small portion, whether that was this morning or last night, we'll take a very small portion um and and do a relatively simple sear in the way that um Ravon had suggested, uh mm-hmm. just to just to get a sense for the taste. Because he's not gonna make a big dish out of something that he doesn't know the qualities of. Okay. Go ahead and give me a cook, give me a culinary tools check with your wisdom. Okay. Uh, chef's tools. Um, that's, sorry, Ruby. Uh, yeah, can we've I... we've been doing insult insight for that. Oh yeah, and can can I get an assist, please, God? I, I... Yeah, can right. I get advantage? Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if you want to assist, it, you get advantage. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I went from a ten there to a twenty-four. <laughs> Thank you. Do you do you have? I would assume you have uh, um, um, proficiency in chef's tools, chef utensils. Oh yeah, cook yeah, cooks yeah, yeah. utensils. Cooks but yeah. Utensils. yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, just right, the fact so... that um, that his he's using B on twenty and it's hard to roll tool skills. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I I actually I have proficiency in brewer supplies, cooks mm-hmm. utensils, mason tools, and tinker tools, and I have a set of all of those. Yeah. So you do a you do a sort of a quick fry, and do you just eat it? Whatever it is that you make with the better meat. Yeah, I, I mean, again, this is this is not a um, uh, this is me just just getting a sense of what its qualities are, so I can figure out 
yeah, how yeah. to use it in an effective culinary fashion. So it's the Skyrim version of jamming a plant you just found in your mouth to so you <laughs> exactly. learn some of its alchemy. Compared. So we'll yeah. say we'll say you did this last night just so that you have the opportunity yeah. to do it in the morning if you so desire. Because um, as as a, as a refresher, since it's been a while, basically the way it works is just cooking regular food. We you can you can make you can make a culinary check to make it do things like give you some advantages on uh, on uh, resistances to like uh, exhaustion or things like that to make your food yeah. fill you up and sustain you a little bit better. But if you have special ingredients, some of those might do other things, which you are yeah. reminded of as with a twenty four cooking check. Um, <clears throat> you sort of you sear and you sear and slice off a little bit of the behir meat, and and as it as you cook it, you notice that. It's crackling with electricity as it heats up. There's just sparks coming off of it as you cook it. And to a point where it seems odd, like it seems odd, almost like the fire from the cook from the stove is turning into electricity. And okay. you you cook a little bit of it. You take it, hold it up, a little bit of sparks jumping off. They don't hurt you, but it's definitely like a visual effect of electricity on the meat. Um, and you eat it. You learn several things. One, it's kind of sweet. It's much more sweet than you expect meat to be, just in general, okay. uh, particularly naturally. Um, and there's sort of an electric tingle as you eat it. And uh, Annabella, whom I'm assuming is in the kitchen with you because they were helping, um, you watch as as Grumman like eats it and chews and swallows little bits of electricity begin to sort of like crackle and spark along Grumman's arms. Um, not that this matters because you're doing it at night, but until your next short or long rest at that point, you have resistance to lightning damage. Okay. Um, do... This is, uh, this is, a, a, a again, another failure on the play. On, on This is user error here. Um, but... Uh, is there anything at play, you know, the types of dragons, uh, anything like that that makes, or, or I guess the types of giants that makes me think that we might be, that might come in handy? Um, and nobody has ex nobody has told you much about the native dragons of Desolation, so you don't mm -hmm. know. And this meat isn't cured, though. This is not gonna gonna keep super no. well. I mean, it's it's, ah, it's what the heck? It's, okay, it's salted, but it's not gonna keep for like as long as. It doesn't see as 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 you're like sort of in like cooking it. You you get the sense that it's already particularly dry. The salting will make it last a bit longer, but it's not the kind of thing that can be kept for long, like for extended okay. periods of time. This is something that you typically catch, kill, cook, fresh or relatively. Okay, all right. So so then I then I definitely will use it the next day in the in the food. Okay, so go make me um, another another culinary tools check. All right. Uh, I, again, with advantage, thanks to Annabella's assistance. Yep. All right. Cool. Do you have a helper in the kitchen? That gives you advantage. Cool. 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 Um, Help is consistently sorry. the most underrated twenty-five action. Yeah. So for real. twenty-five. Well, twenty-five. Uh, so, are you preparing like just sort of a breakfast snack for everybody, or trail? Uh, no. What what, what what he's doing is is the night before, after this, having it in mind, he would have uh, gotten out some uh, sort of carbonated dough and started to work it through, uh, left it to rise, and then got up early to prove it, and then uh, has basically made 
this world's equivalent of English muffins. So, you know, uh, with, with a little bit of a rise and bubble to it, has baked those through, cut them in half, has very, very thinly sliced um, um, uh, the, 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 the Bahir meat, um, like thin, almost like ham slices. And then um, can, I would assume that this, this, this recently out, he's still got a decent supply of eggs. So he's going to make those and going to make um, essentially an equivalent of a hollandaise sauce over it. Um, I'm making um, eggs behirdict, um, basically with the with the behir meat for breakfast. Okay, oh my god, is that but... the cut of meat we've got? Um, <laughs> so are you? How much of the meat Don't are you ask. using? Um, how the, much the, do I have the... to use to give some to everybody? So the effect that you had there only took a very little, small, very small amount of meat. You don't know what'll happen if you use more. Um, I, I, well, like I said, I mean, you're, Yolo, everybody, everybody's like, you get, everybody's... You, you, you have enough to feed, like you have enough beggar meat to feed everybody, um, easily. Like you, you could, yeah. you could, you could feed everybody and give them thirds with the amount everybody, of beggar meat Yeah. But, but again, sort of what I'm butting up against is, is like the metagamey portion versus what would Grumman as a chef yeah, do. Absolutely. And absolutely. Grumman is definitely making this dish. So I, I, I leave it to your discretion. He, there would be, everybody would be getting two thin slices of this. Well, okay. not, I mean, basically like picture, you know, it's eggs Benedict picture Canadian bacon, basically two slices of that much. Cause everybody's getting a full, um, okay. a full muffin split in half, two eggs. Two so slices. with that, with that amount of, with the amount of people that you're feeding and that amount of meat, um, we'll say you still have two more meals worth of Bahir meat after this. Oh, great. Okay. Um, um, and let me know when I would need to start salting it or something so it doesn't go off. But you could you could start prepping it now, basically. So like you could you could start having it be you know. Can can I can I retroactively have taken that cooler, the magical cooler, instead of the tankard that makes sound effects, which I have never used. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yes, please. I I, I would like to have done that because I literally have never used that tankard, even though I was like, this is the greatest thing ever for a grandpa who tells stories. I've just never used it. So, okay. All right. So the bag of colding or whatever we're calling it. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, Holly, no, but you didn't have any specific, you didn't learn anything specific from your, from your, um, from your nightly visitation. Okay. Uh, yes, it was called. Hang on, let me let me go find it in, the ma in my magic items list. And I'm sorry. After this, I promise I'm done. We can stop. No, you're good. Well, we'll go ahead and move on. I'm assuming for... I'm assuming you're putting that in, you're putting the meat in that. Yeah, I'll find it. yeah. I'll find it yeah. in a minute. That and the eggs. Um, <laughs> uh, so you are all greeted for breakfast with uh, slightly electrified eggs Benedict. And by slightly electrified, I mean the meat is on lightning. It's it 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 looks like a breakfast baked Alaska, except instead of flame, there's just like crackling electricity over the top. The oh, ever, spicy. Ever, ever ice box. That's it. Ever ice. Okay. Oh dang! Just... I'll put it in your journal. It's named the same thing as the thing I need to find. John, <laughs> do I already have the thing? No, you don't. <laughs> okay. Um... Oh, That's a fascinating plating. There, it's in your it's in your journal. Uh, thanks. Uh, it's 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 beer meat. I I've had a little bit last been night. Been here meat. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> bear is a, a little... monstrous creature, Scuzz. Mm. Not not a bear. 
no. dragon hunters, if I recall. No, as a matter right. of fact, a bear is a large, generally forest or mountain-based mammal, and uh, nobody knows what they were actually originally called. Again, I know what a bear is. <laughs> Didn't we get this at the um, at the at the from that lad at the market? Right, right. Uh, well, I think Scuzz was a little bit more focused on the taffy. It was candy. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, that, that's all right. Yeah, it's it's sort of like a crocodile and a centipede fell in love and had a lightning baby. Ah, oh, sweet. Scuzz has already eaten this. You presented food to him. <laughs> he saw that it crackled. He's like, oh, sweet spice. And he and, shoved it both into his mouth. And now you all see that Scuzz has... A slight amount of electricity coming off of him. Is because his hair standing up at all? Yeah. Have I gone Super Saiyan, John? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, not yelling enough. <laughs> yummy, <laughs> yummy, it, is, it is that effect, though. It's the Super Saiyan 2 lightning effect, where it's just like passive lightning just like crackling passive, around them. Passive lightning yes, crackles. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I'm not Bio sure what sorts of giants or dragons we might run into, but... Uh, First, I thought it might come in handy. Second, I thought it was rather tasty. And third, I didn't want it to go off. So here we are. And look at me. Someone, it's because I want to touch something. (laughs) Rumin will reach out. It looks like the creation of man. Yeah. The creation of Scuzz. Scuzz, where did all your clothes go? (laughs) Uh, Not again. Somebody get on photoshopping that, please. <laughs> Where's Athena when we need her? <laughs> I, I've got the Hero Forge figures. I can make it happen. There you oh, go, God. bud. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yes, because it's just like... his by now, probably, too. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Valdez her. So Ithruma's probably eaten this before, just not as often. <laughs> and not to this effect. You've never had yeah. it prepared this well. Um... So, all of you that eat the double serving of Behir meat, all of you gain, until, the, until your next short or long rest, uh, resistance to lightning damage. And uh, anytime you make a melee attack, you can add a d6 of lightning damage to it. Ooh. That's what happens when not, you double. Not, when once, you... not once per round, every <laughs> melee attack? Every melee attack adds an oh extra d6 of lightning <laughs> Get me into a battle. <laughs> Grumman just found his default go-to foraging. Uh, because I'm because, making jerky. Because <laughs> behir meat is very difficult to acquire. You mm. have to you have to hunt a behir, which is a dragon hunting lizard. <laughs> we're we're like eating the lizard the that eats other lizards, Literally, bigger lizards. There's a reason why the people selling it are Tarascars. They're the only ones that can do it regularly. <laughs> Raban, Raban. Like, Behirs are like massive, like, eight-limbed or ten-limbed lizards that shoot lightning and hunt dragons. Nikki yep. knows what this car- this car- creature is, and I love it. I love it very um, much. And uh, for, the, for the reminder of those of you that have been to Desolation before, you know that the biggest dragon in the area is an ancient it's blue a- dragon. Blue, yep. Mm-hmm. <gasps> More lightning. Yep. All right. Yep. What would happen if we ate a here dragon steak burger? Double lightning? Can that happen? Grum, can that happen? 
I, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> I want to eat it. <laughs> sort of a turducken. Um, I like how it took this. I, I like how. It, I like how it took this long for someone to investigate what happens when you make meals with weird things. <laughs> is it Sometimes really a, you might die. Is it really a turducken or is it more of a bull dragon? <laughs> right. A baragon. But we need we need a third equally electrifying. Should it be smaller? Smaller than a we'll stuff a Similar shape. We'll stuff the stuff the bay here eel with eels. Inside. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Right. So I'll tell you guys what. Oh, Don't we need to get going? survive the destruction yeah. of the world? Then you guys can start making weird things with multiple creatures. Titania and Gary start walking out the door. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking for the key for the Look, early clothes. Your, your Isvelvian nesting doll of meats can wait for a bit. All right. I, uh, your point is well taken, but Annabella, you can't tell me you don't want to try it. Also, what if it just... All right. What if it happens thing. along the way? <laughs> Just, Stranger things have happened. It's because I deputize you to look for food things to be shoved into other food things as we're going along. I'll even be the taste mm. tester to make sure we don't die. That's a good lad. It's really hard to kill me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> High five. This does not sound like a good idea. I, yeah, it sounds I, really scary. Actually. I'm not going like to lie. Story. I'm legitimately looking forward to trying Dracula. <laughs> If Scuzz didn't die from an explosion of swords in our backyard, nothing can kill him. What, what, what uh, should be for? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I was getting ready to ask. Zara. <laughs> okay. Zara is back. Yeah. Okay. Stay, stay, stay in drow for now. Because Down we're in up. the place where they don't like drow, so how could you not be how could right. you not be a drow? Once you go drow, you stay that for now. <laughs> so what, 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 what we're learning is that no. so is absolutely the person that would walk around Portland wearing a swastika. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. What? There are lots of examples that you <laughs> could use. Why would what you go with that, that one? Hey John. Hey John. Hey John. Hey John. Too far. Too far. <laughs> Why of all the things? Because I have ADHD and my brain doesn't work. Go to work. commercial. That's <laughs> not an excuse. It's not an excuse, dude. We love I you, John. I also have ADHD. See this? This is why we can't have nice things, John. Exactly. Go outside the. And Twitch was worried about the three-way tag. Jesus. It's all right. We don't think money else is anyways. So. Go outside the camp probably before I cast it. Go outside. And Tanya. Cast a spell. What does it look like when you cast Windwalk now? Uh, Windwalk. Um, um, I think I, I think kind of similar. She's she's uh doing like symbols of wind in the air. Um, yeah, yes. And again, as as with every time Titania has cast spells thus far, you watch. As the shadowy figure manifests behind her and mimics her every motion. Holy shit! <laughs> During What's the that? minute that it takes to cast that, Ghent goes to speak to Valdeth very briefly. Hmm? Darling, you know our heading? What direction we're aiming for? Because we won't be able to talk. Hmm? I, I've got 
Our direction, yes. To be fair, uh, to be fair, isn't the skull visible from here? No. no we're okay. There, there are bones visible from here, but not the skull. All right. The skull's on. But... Uh, the skull's on uh, at the at water level. All right. So we're heading. Where? We... Sorry. Don't snap. We are heading this way. Oh no! Sorry. We we are here, but we're heading. Yes. That way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. We are heading this way. Correct. North by northeast. Very well. <sighs> yeah, that did not come across, Mara. And poof. All right. You all feel yourselves becoming lighter and lighter and lighter, and then you are clouds in vague shapes resembling humanoids. Yeah. And Valdeth leads the way. How high are you flying? Uh, what was our goal? It was low flying mist, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah looked look like, like dust, dust blowing up. Yeah. Yes, because you do notice that there are not there are no clouds in the sky above you. Yeah. So we stay low like a cloud of dust. No yep. clouds allowed. You stay low, rolling across the ground. You do notice that, so you, you, you begin to fly. You fly very quickly because you are wind and you, uh, what's the speed that the wind, that the wind walks? Uh, like 300, 300 feet around. around. You get a flying speed of 300. So if you dash, you go 600. Uh-huh. Well, you go real fast. And if you're a rogue with a bonus action, you go 900. Right. No, just no, zips. Descriptions, <laughs> it's going to take us about half an hour to get there, based on your descriptions of how many miles it was. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's not it's not even a full like day of travel. Yeah. because mm-hmm. um, each square each square is a day of travel and based on, on the, foot, yeah. On yeah, on foot and based on the speed, you got yeah. Um, Again, like like a little cumulus cloud just Yeah, it, it should take us literally uh, a twentieth of the time, or a tenth, yeah. depending. Oh, yeah. Very, very short of time. So you, uh, it's eight hours, right? Yeah, yeah. it lasts for it lasts for. So eight interestingly, hours. Yeah. you you actually create your own cover as you go because while 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 mist, you don't have a lot of mass. You do have enough mass moving fast enough that you actually kick up dust off the ground, and create this sort of roiling dirt cloud. That does make it a little bit difficult to navigate. So, uh, Valdez, I need you to give me a survival check. Can no I? one can help you on this because you are all clouds and can't talk. What if we? What if we all use cloud speak? <laughs> like, make yourself into work. This is why everybody needs to learn drought sign or telepathy. Or telepathy. I have telepathy. <laughs> you Why didn't you ha- teach us telepathy? You could help, Sin. I will help, to. yes. Mm-hmm. All right, get yeah, advantage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyone has telepathy could help. Yes. Advantage, survival, 17. All right, so with the 17, yeah, you, you don't, you manage to not get lost in your own cloud. Um... As you just create what eventually Four hours becomes we've just been s- flying in a circle in the middle of desolation, just creating a tornado. Yeah, uh, you have you have actually spun off several dust devils. Um, Cody, it's actually reminding you there is a 
as you're sort of like just aware of what's going on, you recall a story when you were younger of of a um what appeared to have been um a sentient like uh, a sentient dust storm um that was said to have roamed desolation at one point in time and as you're as you're just the wind you're kicking up with your movement causing these dust devils to spin up and spiral off for whatever reason you're just given an image of that in the back of your head of like oh huh this must be what that looked like um oh dude come on <laughs> what happened i just saw an animal go flying <laughs> my cat stepped on the computer and shut it off for a second i was able to hit the power button <laughs> oh my god enough. that we didn't notice that was good that's that's yeah. that is some fucking talent cody well <laughs> yeah his his claw almost got stuck in the grating but he let go okay. <laughs> um yeah, he's so... looking at me like i'm a bastard <laughs> father how could you okay how could you? one thousand years one thousand years jail for mother um so very quickly, you find your way north, riding along the edge of desolation until you find yourselves at an overhang. You notice two things. One, the uh, weather has changed as you've very rapidly made it out to the edge of desolation. Unlike where you were previously on the edge, where there was just dust cloud, here there is what looks like a whirlpool but in the sky um as you sort of see above centralized above whatever is happening down below you there is just this twisting spiral of a cloud formation immediately above you with lightning crackling through and down from it um kind of like an inverted hurricane um because you can very you can very clearly tell that the cone is going up and below, you look several um, hundred feet down, you see a gathering of conflict. Uh, there are a vast number of giant figures, some larger than others, many of whom seem to be uh, currently engaged in battle with draconic forces and other more construct-esque giants. Um, the uh, on one side of the battle on the other side of the battle you see two of the most massive dragons you've ever seen in person at least uh, surrounded by much smaller iterations of their kind going into combat with giants and constructs one blue with this sort of electric shimmering to it you recognize the lord of desolation those of you that have seen him before. Um, and the other, the same dusty red and brown of the wasteland of Desolation itself, a type of dragon none of you have ever seen before. Um, it seems almost as if its hide is made of cracked dirt and rock. And uh, as it sort of, as it and its kin maneuver around the battlefield you actually watch as it hang on let me pull up the thing ah, let me get the thing where is it where is it 
There it is. As someone got upset. Um. Yeah, there is. Uh, you watch as it breathes out not a not a traditional type of uh, breath attack that you're familiar with or an elemental one, but instead this sort of like dark reddish white energy that has no real like substance to it, but blasts away anything that it hits, and. At the other point of this triangle, you see, first, the largest creature any of you have ever seen, dwarfing yet still the giants and the the giants and the dragons that are on the battlefield with it. Several times any of their size, standing roughly to the nose cavity of the massive skull that it is guarding. This colossal titan, for lack of a better term, uh, seems to be made almost entirely of either stone or metal, it's hard to tell, though moves with the grace and fluidity of flesh, commanding itself an army of similarly metallic-seeming creatures that move with the grace of flesh. And having now seen, sort of heard a description of it, this is not exact, but I'm going to give you a basic view of what you're seeing as soon as I turn the lights on. You are to the south of this, basically, looking down from a cliff top. Oh boy. Hmm. Cool. There are are also humanoid-sized entities on the battlefield that I'm not representing because why would you care about them? (laughs) They're really big. Look, people are people, too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in in the narrative sense, these are the threats that you're seeing. Yeah. Jack, Jack, what you're saying is a person's a person, no matter how small. Kinda. How blocked is the... Because these are all kind of clustered toward the front of this skull. How uh, clear is the path if we kind of go along the side, like through, you know, like around here? Yeah, could we so, go up and through the eyeball? So yeah. you, are, you are all currently... Hang on, let me use this. Mm-hmm. You are all currently off the map... Uh, in this area, Hang on, okay. let me make that a, make that let me make that a clearer. Yeah, something clearer that doesn't image. blend into the background. Yeah, look, I make decisions as we learned a few minutes ago. Not all of them are good. <laughs> there, let's go with circle red. This area here is lower than the surrounding. Look, it's sort of like a canyon. It's uh, actually it's it's actually a river. Um, okay, see, there is a river coming out of the mouth of the Titan. Got it. Okay. And to be clear, you... is this point a waterfall? Because it looks yes, like a waterfall. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Th- this is topographically what you're seeing. The you are sort of you're looking down across this sort of valley at where the skull is. Got it. Okay. Um, so 
So that red dot off the map, off the map in that direction is where you all are right now. Um, there are, <clears throat> to give you an idea of the battle lines, uh, I will mark off where largely the forces are. Uh, we'll say yellow for dragons. So the dragons are all centralized over here. Also, is the scale on this map accurate as far as distances? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. The giants are all over here. And the titans are, well, obviously, there's only one group left, are all here. That's not a good color at all. Um, let's try that one again. The giants, or the titans, are all... Eh, there's not a lot of good colors that stand out against this. These are all very blue. Here. Here. Um, um, here, we'll use green. There we yep. go. The titans are all here, defending on sort of both sides, kind of. They're using... They're, you, you can immediately tell, because they don't have tribes of humanoids with them... Oh, hang on. There is no sound on this screen. Oh, wait, no. My, I, have, I have sound on the screen. Never mind. There is sound. I was looking at the wrong thing. Um, I was terrified for a second that nobody had been hearing me. Uh, anyways. Uh, so, yeah. There are... Because they don't have any tribes of humanoids... Um, the Titans are at a distinct numbers advantage. They are using the terrain as best they can uh, and attacking from height, uh, which the dragons don't seem to really care about, but the dragons are keeping low because they are trying to avoid something. You don't know what, but you can very distinctly tell they are being discouraged from flying. Um, and the giants are doing what giants do, hitting things with big thing and throwing rock. We want to avoid these fights, correct? We're still cloud, events. right? Yeah, you are all still cloud at the moment. Okay, okay sorry. Well, I mean, you've then got telepathy, so yeah, you're trans fine. Right? In that case, transmitted by one by one into everybody's head. We want to skip this fight, correct? I, I, here's a query. What's preventing us from just driving this dust storm we've built through this battlefield and using it as cover as we slip by? We'll transmit that to everybody else in succession. Uh, concern is that we don't technically know whether what we're seeking is in there. We think we don't exactly know where it is. We're going to draw attention doing that. I don't, I don't know that we're going to get in there without drawing some kind of attention. And I'd rather have it be on the dust clouds on us. If I condense and um, can cast something, I can do uh, commune with nature and see if there is a portal in there. Uh, actually, I do know, because I did the augury, we do know that what we're looking for is in the sky. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have can... a... Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, I was going to say, I can... can't get all of this, but I can get myself and one person right past that group. <clears throat> Uh, um, I could also get myself in one person. Yeah, no, you're through. You're, yeah, we're dimension door. Yeah, dimension door is five hundred feet. Yeah, no, you you could yep. you could get inside the skull with dimension door. Scuzz mm -hmm. has a way of casting dimension door once. At the very least, I think once. Once we get in there, we are in a much more defensible position 
rather than having to fight our way through three warring groups of people. I should point out that this battlefield is small enough that Windwalk, we can literally just blast through it. Perhaps we should wait for a little bit, like see it's what not, defenses it's, they have. It's yeah, not place. even 300 feet to the skull on the edge of the battlefield. You we are could off my no, edge of the battlefield, we, for what that's worth. Yeah, yeah. But it and, is, and up a couple hundred feet. It's noticeable that none of the dragons are flying, correct? Yes, it's very noticeable. Yeah. None of the dragons are flying. We should wait to see until if we can discern why they're not flying. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, if if we're able to get inside, do we have an easy way once we find what we're looking for to get back out? Yes. Uh, can we? Can you teleport us? That, that sort. I do of have thing. that spell. Oh, I can't well. take us. Yes, I can't. I personally can't take us anywhere, but I can take us to a circle, and then we can go from there. Are... Yeah, I, I. I mean, it doesn't have to be where we're going. Just sort of. Out of here, away from the three-way. Indeed. For also, for what it's worth, you all would, or at least, at least some most of you would know, you can condense, and then turn back into cloud later. You don't have, have to. A, you know. I have a question. Um, uh-huh. Looking up at that storm, uh, I, I can I make a nature check or something to figure out if that is connected to why the dragons are flying. If that's just an effect of like the dragons that are fighting on the field. Sure, right make now. a nature check. What's going on with that? Uh, so are we like kind of we're on basically a cliff overlooking this? From yes, a w- little ways away from the from the there's, south. Yeah, there's nothing immediately near us. No, there are no ruins or anything. There's, those... a, there's, there's some bone. No like creatures. Some... Oh no, creatures. Like from no, any of the no. factions. Okay. No. Then yeah, I'll, con- I'll condense uh, while we're up here. No, this seems like it's far... an... it seems like it's far enough away from whatever's happening, and something's happening with flying potentially that nobody has any troops stationed here. Okay. Can I make a nature check as well? Yeah, go ahead. Val Valdeth will condense it for no other reason than for easing easy, easy communications or forming a plan. Yeah, because otherwise I'm just like <laughs> shooting it off to everybody. Yeah. So you all most, is presumably you way. all condense. Yeah. Once once some of you see the others condensing, you yeah. also mm-hmm. the the dust cloud is remaining around you, so you do have a bit of cover here as well. And even if it starts to disperse, if we take like a couple of minutes, we can kick it back up if we need to in cloud oh, yeah, form. Easily, easily. I I am in agreement with with uh, uh, that we simply wait and see how these fight progresses, yeah. see what spells might be getting countered and such things. All right. So, those of you that want to, go ahead and make nature rolls. So, just to be clear, I know... Titania was looking at the whirlwind above. Annabella, yep. what were you looking at? Um, I was actually looking for well, I, I, it's a nature roll, so that wouldn't work. Um, yeah, I, I would look for uh, environmental hazards, specifically the storm above. But if I could see any other environmental hazards that might stop them, get yeah, um. So look, oh, go ahead. Also, as an aside, if I could make another roll, if I need to make another roll, I would also be looking for anything that the other groups were doing that might stop them from flying. Okay. Um, perception check. 
Uh, Gent, what were you looking for with your nature roll? Uh, Gent was looking for nature to see, yeah, is there anything that's keeping us from just in cloud form bulleting our way into the skull and just ignoring all of this bullshit? Um, And secondarily, if not, trying to plot the most obstruction-free course that would get us there. Vespian, what what were you looking for with your nature check? Uh, She's doing a more general nature check to also just look for the easiest path. Yeah. So with nature, so that would actually be more like a uh, either a survival or a perception check. Uh, oh, nature God, is sorry. nature. Nature is more. What is this thing that is happening? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like if you were mm-hmm. analyze, if you were like analyzing the uh, the whirlwind or something. Yep. All right. So go ahead and more perception check for me, Vespia, while we go with the nature check. So to Titania first with the fifteen. Definitely not natural. Mm-hmm. Like that's the the easiest thing you can tell. You're not. You skipped me, certain... by the way. Oh, uh, oh, Sam with an eighteen. Uh, what were you looking for? <laughs> um, I would actually like to replace that with an Arcana roll because Sin wants to survey everything that's going on and see if there's any anything that's inhibiting magic in the area. Okay, cool. Like, like, like uh, counter defenses, anti magic mm-hmm. shit, yeah. things like that. Okay, go make an Arcana roll then. Um. Basically the same. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, 15, 15 nature check from Titania. You know that's not natural. You don't know what's causing it, but it's definitely being influenced by something. Something something on the battlefield is causing that. Okay. And to an effect. You haven't seen what the effect was yet, but you you can... That is not something that is conjured naturally, uh, or for no reason. That's not an aesthetic. A vibe. Um, this one, this one, this one. There it is. That's right. Um, but, uh, Vespio re-rolled. Get real quick. Or Annabella. Oh, go ahead. Uh, since we're gonna be here for a minute watching all this stuff, uh, mm-hmm. Ithram is beginning to ritually cast Rary's telepathic bond on everybody except for um, set uh Zara, okay. since they were the only ones able to communicate while we were in cloud before. All right. So what? Uh, so you're casting. What does that look like as you're casting that? Uh, so he has uh, just a chicken and a robin egg uh, half, and he sets them on the on a little plate, and then just uh, draws little runes on the outside of it, uh, linked to each of the people. I love how much wizard casting has been influenced by 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 a lot of people by latrine from robin hood men in tights <laughs> i'm gonna get a couple of chicken get a couple of eggs put on a plate do some shit inside <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh as titania pets a cock anyways um john <laughs> you're on it's a roll chicken. The chicken. Shakar um, flies up into the sky and attacks God. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what we can do? Uh, it, yes, bro. Grease can catch fire, Nikki. Is, Thank you. We could it's called Grease. I mean, like, if, if, if no one else knows what's going on, we can throw the chicken over the cliff. To be clear, Ithram had yeah. a chicken egg, not an actual chicken. 
Yeah, I, I just had a chicken and a robin's egg. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just imagine yeah, if, if you're pulling out a robin and a chicken and squeezing yeah. them, yeah, the yeah, eggs no. come out. I'm just picture, like, okay, I need to make a telepathic like a bond. I've got this <laughs> egg and a chicken. Face just... <laughs> you get the danger. You get the dangerous end. Hands you the chicken. <laughs> you take the chicken. You run into battle. You throw the chicken at them. They swat the chicken, and then a horde of chickens. I have the reduced prepared for a reason. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, I've completely lost my train of thought. Uh, Annabella, Wait, the chicken's name is Jamie Madrox. God damn it! Stop, Sorry. Annabella. <laughs> Sorry, it's fine. I'm just trying to brain with a 20 nature because you're looking for other things going on in the environment and also you made a perception check as well 20 nature and 22 perception um so you can definitely tell that there are multiple different sort of environmental effects going on all from each of the like triad and as you're looking down you're sort of everything like every group down there is being led by a creature who can affect the environment in which they live. And all three of them seem to be trying to claim dominion over this area. The one already mm-hmm. has dominion. So you're mechanically, what you're sensing is there is at least one layer effect in play, and there may be other layer effects in play or trying to be put into play. Um, by I wonder how much mana they had to tap. By creatures that can do that. Um... With a perception check for, like, sort of, um, what was that? What was the perception check for? Like, safe paths, or was it? Uh, for... To see who, to see what, what was actually making the dragons okay. not fly. Yeah. So with that, with with the um, with the twenty-two, you actually catch um, one of the smaller, one of the younger dragons that seems to have arrived recently to the fight takes off for like an aerial maneuver, and as it rises roughly to the level of where the titans' forces are the massive colossus just angles this massive spear that it's holding and from the eyes of the skull red light appears and lightning crashes down like three or four bolts of lightning crash down from the maelstrom above and strike through this dragon now it's a blue dragon you would expect the lightning to not do anything but it is dead you watch actually as it desiccates in the lightning bolts and okay. it's the ground. So, real quick, two things. Number one, can I tell if that effect was in direct result to the spear? Yes. Okay. Second thing, um, because the spear, the thing is actually attacking with the spear. Do I think now? This will be a theory more so than actually knowing. But do I think that our cloud of dust should be able to pass through without being? without drawing the attention of that type. You don't know. You have, you, 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 this is not a creature you've ever seen or interacted with, so you have no idea how good its perception is. Okay. Um, I'm going to pass along what I know then. Mm-hmm. Um, and you all sort of saw that like lightning strike, but you didn't see necessarily what caused it. Annabella did see what caused it, though. Um, so lightning came from the spear, the thing thrusted its spear at the dragon... So, to, the, so the to clarify, the lightning didn't come from the spear. The, 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 the Colossus gestured with the spear, the eyes mm-hmm. on the skull glowed, and then lightning struck from the, from the sky. From the, from the storm. From the storm. 
Yeah. So the storm is definitely something the Titans are doing. And then you also notice so as a result, a normal he could possibly get past in cloud form, but we also don't know if this thing is going to perceive us as a threat if we go through in cloud form. Yeah. Um, and several of you do know that Cloudform does not protect you from magical effects. Right. Yep. So it's just a matter of whether or not the thing perceives us as a threat. If it yeah. doesn't perceive us as a threat, we're fine. But if it perceives us as if it perceives us as a threat, we're kind of host. Um, I don't think any of us could sneak past them anyway. <laughs> Gent, remind me again what your nature check was for. Uh, nature check was to see if I mean basically what is. If there's any environmental factors that we can take advantage of in order to take a uh, transit. Okay. And then he also, I assume you want to make a perception check to try and plot best course? Yeah. Okay. Um, sort of like I'll roll that of a, as yeah. now as well. So with the, with, the, for that. with the 12 on the nature check then, because I know you said <clears throat> you didn't actually need to have advantage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you are... There's there are a lot of things happening in the environment. You can tell that like the dragons that like you're pretty certain that the Titan is the one that's sort of controlling the area at the moment. Um, but at any point in time, you can sort of you have a, an inkling that um, the 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 mountain giant, which is the one that looks like a mountain, um, or one of the two ancient dragons could take control of the field magically. Um, so you're sort of, you're not certain exactly what mechanism is that balance point. You imagine it's something to do with the strength of their forces. The fact that the two, uh, that the opposite two aren't able to wrestle control from the Titan likely means that the three are in fairly equal balance, considering the Titan was likely here first. Um... But you're not like like at any point in time. If if any if 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 like if the Titans' forces suddenly tra- suffered a dramatic loss of forces, it's possible that either the Mountain Giant or one of the dragons could take control magically of the realm of the area. Um, and with a perception check, with their focus so on the defensive, you're not certain if there is a good way to get past the Titans. Other than maybe coming from above them, so like if you were to if you were to take the long way around to the other side mm-hmm. of the ravine and then go down, yeah, that might be a good way. Or if you had some method of burrowing, you could probably burrow down through the cliff rather than going mm-hmm. straight across the battlefield. Yep. Um, that's yours. Uh, Sin with the Arcana check. With a seventeen, um, yep. What, uh, specifically, magical effects being what was it again? Uh, anything that is affecting magical magic, anything that's affecting spells, anything that's making yeah. basically anything that would make just teleporting past them. So you do get a sense that there is some amount of abjur- abjurative magic at play. You don't really have an idea of fully what it is, but you can tell that there are. You, you saw that the you saw the eyes light up on the stat on the skull earlier, which means at the very least the Titan's bones are magically active, or at least a source of magical power. Um, you don't know if that means for certain that you can't teleport past it, but you do know that it means it's possible there's some defense there. Um. You're not seeing any obvious, like, glyphs or runes or magic circles or anything like that, though. Okay. 
Um, and, Hazardous, not certain. Yeah. Uh, Vespia with a 12 on your perception check. Um, looking for a path through. If you were to, just watching, if you were looking for a way to get through on your own, you imagine it'd probably be easier to sneak past the giants on the right if you were to, if you were to go down, because there's more, there's generally more tree cover on that side, and also there are less smaller entities. Again, you're not seeing all of the, you're not seeing all of the troops, but the, the humanoids are definitely, like, the non-humanoid, uh, the non-humanoid aspect of the battle is definitely on the smaller side with the dragons, which means they're going to be a little bit more nimble and more easily, more likely to notice smaller things traveling through their area. And that's all the rolls, I think. Oh, wait, uh, Ghent. Uh, 20 perception to chart. No, you already gave him that. Oh, yeah, I already gave him Right, yeah. Right, yeah. It's the swing around, around back. Down. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, so those are, that's that's what all you sort of get, and and uh, Annabelle has already shared that it seems like the Titans' lair effect of some kind is generating that storm and preventing the dragons from taking flight. Well, it seems to me that the most tactically advantageous thing would be to uh, see if we have any more magic that would conceal us. Go for a subtler approach, swing wide around the outskirts of the battlefield, hopefully without catching notice, and once we're on top of the skull itself, then just make a mad dash inside behind the uh, Colossus there. What if someone caused a distraction? Can you do that while still being in our company and therefore not being caught outside alone? Exactly. Anyone causing a distraction is likely to draw attention to themselves, which then makes that person a target, which we already have enough of a distraction by the other battle happening. This is true. What if we used an illusion to cause a distraction? I feel like that would draw attention to us rather than away from us. Right. Also, let's not, let's not discount the possibility that at least some of these incredibly powerful beings are able to see right through illusions. So, which would include invisibility, I should point out. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, I will. I don't. I wouldn't become invisible. I would become a ghost and uh, drop down some shiny things that make a lot of light in a certain area, and then dip out. But if y'all don't want me uh, being away from the group, that probably won't work. I could also throw them. In my opinion, I think the better thing to do is find one of the groups, whichever group is the shortest path around, go behind that group, so be flanking the, the, the group, for example, the, the dragons. We will go behind the dragons so that while they're still engaging the dragons, or while they're still engaging the titans, rather, we're going around them, not necessarily flanking them like, like we're not attacking them, we're just going behind them and go around that way to get to the to, to the skull instead of trying to go directly through in the middle. And even if we did it like in cloud form to maybe minimize the chance of us being um, perceived that way, I think that would be a lot smarter than us trying to go straight through. The thing with cloud form is that if we get, I mean, we're not invincible <laughs> as clouds. We can True. Still- get injured and absolutely are then it takes a while to be able to do anything to 
stop that. I was just talking about the, the possibility of us not being perceived. But if we're perceived, if we're trying to get around just with minimal conflict rather than not being perceived, then obviously yeah. Falcon is not the best way. So, I, uh, so Tanya was about to say something. So, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I can make us a lot harder to detect with mm -hmm. Pass Without Trace. So, the, the thought that has come to mind analyzing everything that everyone has said and the approaches that we've got. Teleportation sort of iffy based on potential wards, not certain. Um, the yeah. eyes of the particular Colossus seem to be the largest danger. There's plenty of cover around the giants, however straight paths become difficult. The planets forming to me uh, as well as potential mention of a distraction is taking advantage of the fact that we in the form in cloud form have a certain amount of influence over the environment we built up a dust storm coming here we can send we can build up a new one and send it over the battlefield to reduce visibility and use that reduction of visibility to follow against advice of circling around back to get around the skull without drawing too much attention to ourselves Seems reasonable. I'm down. I really like that plan, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm in support. Do I have a sense being attuned with like nature and the way the wind and stuff is happening here? Would we be able to direct that fairly well, or do I know a way to like let the others know how to how we can do that best? Or is that big storm that's happening above going to make that impossible? The big storm above. It makes things interesting, as far as you can tell, yeah. without without actually communing with nature, unless you are going to do that. Um, <laughs> the um, I like to. would you? I mean, yeah. You know, um, whenever something has enough power over its surroundings that they can do something like pull that storm into existence, they're gonna have more influence over the surrounding area as well than they might than you might normally expect. So it's hard to predict without knowing much about the Titan. Though um, at the same time, there's conflict with two other sources trying to exactly, do the same thing. Yeah. So like, there's, there's, it's hard to predict exactly what's going to happen as far as how effective that's going to be or how well you're able to control it. You have an idea, like if it, if, the, if that once isn't the case, you absolutely could, you know, direct the the, the yeah. dust cloud with your movements. Um, but with no real way to know exactly what's going on magically in the area, hard to say. Hard to say for certain, at least. Yeah. If if I can commune with nature for a bit, I might be able to get some answers. I can also ask the spirits if this plan will at least prove beneficial. Yeah. So... Faldeth will put her hands together again and again a sort of light wind kicks up, tussles her hair as she will cast Augury. John. John, I watched that dragon die. John, I watched that dragon die. There's a rain Can I speak to the dragon? Way. Come on, man. Let me speak to the dragon. <laughs> it's over 300 feet away from you. <laughs> this is fair. This is fair. <laughs> I, I will I will cast an augury <laughs> to base it, to ask if 
providing a dust storm for a reduction of visibility will aid us in sneaking into the skull. You, you get uncertainty. Okay. Get neither. Yeah, the spirits are as uncertain as we are. I cast One. meet with nature uh, ritually. So Tanya sits down and sticks her hand in the dirt. This one is probably the most like the way she's cast it before because um, she's really like this one. And this was like the one she was most like familiar with not doing strictly from her divine like source of power. So which makes it pretty similar. Which makes it all the more unsettling when the ghost appears behind her and does the same motions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you sit down and commune with nature and you put your hands in the dirt. How long does it take for you to ritual cast it? Ten minutes. Okay, so Tatalia's sitting down for a while, so y'all can continue to discuss if you still like. Can you let me know when my ten minutes is up? <laughs> uh, oh, you, your ten minutes will be up roughly now, we'll say. Everyone's been taking a while to look around at things, so. Okay, then I have an experiment. I want to try something. Okay. Um experiments yep uh i'm going to pop shikar out and i'm going to cast nistol's magic aura on him to give him the same creature type as the titan kin that that are defending okay uh and then i'm going to have him so what, a... what so so what what creature type would that be Uh, Titan is a creature type, if I recall correctly. Titan is a creature subtype that applies to several different things. Okay. It can apply <laughs> to giants and constructs. I'll give him a construct. So, construct Titan? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'll have him do a wide arc around, uh, a low wide arc around behind the giant kin. Uh, and come up from the right side over here uh, and just kind of like fly into the ranks and see how they react. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a stealth check for Shikar. Let me... With advantage, because you're very small and you're going behind the giants rather than the dragons. Extra Shikar Stealth plus three. I want to make a. I want to make a wizard subclass that specializes in familiars. I have uh, a third party for that already. It's mm -hmm. the familiars uh, metal weave. Uh, let's see. Anyways. Pokemon uh, trainer. Oof. So I'm going to use an inspiration. All right, go ahead. Twelve. Twelve's better than an eight. It is. Uh, so Shikar, go ahead and give hey, me look a, a bird. just go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw for Shikar. Seventeen. 
So, Shigar doesn't fully escape the notice of the giants, but does manage to avoid the boulder that gets thrown as as Shikar sort of flits around the battlefield and into the titan's ranks. Um, you notice actually that as the boulder flies towards Shikar and Shikar gets across a certain invisible line uh, on the titan's side of the field, um, one of the titans on the uh, one of the titan kin on the other side looks, reaches down and just picks up this large, like, sort of reaches back to as if he's going to grab something, and you watch as just a, an actual lightning bolt materializes it in its hand and launches it at the giant that threw a boulder at Shikar, just sort of blasting an arm off of it. Um, and Shikar flips into the Titan's ranks, and they don't seem to notice or care. All right. Um, I want to oh, see... Oh, what a shot! <laughs> Uh, I want to see how close he can get to the mouth of the the Titan skull. Lands on the mouth. Lands on like the the sort of the upper tooth line. All right, I'll just I'll just have him stand there behind. I'm assuming the ankle of the giant in front. <laughs> uh, so the giant comes up to like the nose of the uh, of the thing. So you're actually like right around mid back of the Colossus. Okay. Just, you know, that's in between whatever might be hooked that way by the giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is good it. news, at least. In my way. Found it's... it. Found it. Sorry, I, I'm interrupting people. Other people can talk. I'm just being stupid. Okay. Found it. Found it. Um. If... I were close enough. I don't want to do it right now unless you want me to. Um, to one of the beings down here. Um, I could if if I see one of them die and they're like close to me, I can like do that thing that I did with with uh oh no, my brain wants to say Angel. I don't think her name was Angel. Ariel. Uh, Ariel. Ariel, thank you. <laughs> I can do that thing like I did with Ariel where I like asked them a question. Would you like me to do that? And if so, which which, which one should I look out for? Uh, I don't think it's worth the risk right now. But if it comes up <laughs> later at any yeah. point here. If there's a chance to do it without being noticed, then... Oh, they just have to be next to me, and if they die, then the uh, the the thing is thirty feet. So they just have to die. I don't have to do it. They, you guys don't have to do it. If I just see them die within thirty feet of me, I can snatch their their soul and ask them one question. Fair enough. If uh, I would prioritize the Titankin, then because they're the ones we know the least about. Okie dokie. <laughs> If it's even possible, it might not be possible to grab their souls. They seem unique. If if, it, if it's got a soul, I can snatch it. But if they don't, which you know some some constructs don't, yeah, okay. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't run off. I only run off when you guys ask me to. <laughs> what do you do with them after you grab them, guys? Well, this, and he, like, holds up his wrist. You see the little charm bracelet. Um, he's like, they they sit here, and um, sometimes they 
uh, I use them for vengeful purposes and they like hurt people and they scream and stuff. And it's really scary. Um, they make sure that I don't die really easily. And sometimes uh, they really, really, really don't want to be stuck here. They want to go off to the afterlife. Uh, and so they'll answer a question for me so that I will let them go. And 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 so all those ones that you're wearing now, those are ones that you haven't let go? Well, yeah. Is it because they don't want to let go or because you don't want to let them go? Well, one of them is one that I don't want to let go because uh, it was a friend that died a, a while ago and I miss her. But the other ones were just bad people that I will uh, use for the benefit of helping my friends. And that is how I am morally allowing myself to think about it. And then and then, so after you use them, they get let go or you, mm-hmm. you still hold on? Okay. Oh. Um, and the one that's your friend, do you still talk to her? I think she responds, but sometimes, yeah. Okay. Um, Scuzz, would it be okay if we talked a bit more about this sometimes when there aren't, you know, all this going on? We got like 10 minutes. Okay. Um, I think we might need more than that, and I think we might need some stronger drinks than uh, I think would be appropriate to break out at the moment. Is, is it about oh, me holding on? Is it about necromancy? Is, is it because of the the ghost bit? Is it because I'm holding on to, to people's souls? Is it because of the fact that uh, my soul has been can continued to be reincarnated over and over again, like some sick uh, idea to a god? No, Because you know there's a bit... lot going on there. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, and actually, I feel like after that... Um... It's Probably okay, though. There are, there are more conversations than I initially thought. No, it's just more about missing your friend, in case you wanted to talk about it. There's a lot of friends that I miss. Well, I reference. how that can be. For just for future, no, 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 no negativity, but do not grab my soul if I die. Yeah, I won't. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Do not grab mine either, but where can I get one of those? <laughs> uh, well, I can, I, I can make you a charm bracelet with like regular coins. Um, but to do this, again, the gods have to play a really sick trick and see how many times your soul can be reincarnated into different dimensions. So you like still have the memories of your friends, but sometimes you don't. So yeah. It's At this right. point, Titania finishes her cast. Um, yep. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so you commune with nature. What information are you getting from your commune? Okay. Um, so this is the specifics on the spell. I'm wondering if I can do this as far as stuff in the air. Um, but uh, I think definitely influence from other planes of existence. Um, where's that portal? Can I get a beat more a better beat on where it is? Is there other um, influences happening on this battlefield? Okay. That's one. Um do, do, do. Can I use 
uh with terrain can i use that for like terrain of the air and how because we i had originally done this to try and figure out whether valda's plan of the dust storm would work if we'd be able to do that if if that's possible or like how we'd be able to direct it where we want it to go sure okay that's two um and then last one um kind of know what's there because we can see them um buildings that's not really important is there cheese nearby <laughs> i'm actually gonna go with um powerful celestial faith the fundamental un elementals or undead um but not the ones that i can see i'm trying to look specifically on that skull and inside that skull because it's within range i'm assuming um what might be in there that we don't know about? Do they have other, do the Titans have other guards inside? Or cheese. Or... Okay. Um, so. The head cheese. Influence from other planes of existence. Yes, you can tell that there is some sort of portal, uh, okay. some sort of planar gate inside the Titan's head. Got it. Um, Sort of like buried a little bit, so like a little bit under. Okay. Um, underground. Underground, uh, like under the Titan's head, but but not too far under. Okay. Um. Terrain and bodies of water. Yeah. Um. The surrounding area is pretty dusty and rocky, and under normal circumstances, absolutely, you could sort of ca ca cajole the the dust cloud to go along with you. You get the sense that the maelstrom is disturbing air currents to a pretty yeah. significant degree, and so it's not going to be predictable where that dust cloud's going to go while you're in the vicinity of the area. Yep. Okay. Um, and then Celestial's Fae Fiend Undead. You actually sense... So you do sense presences from the battlefield as well. You do sense undead presences okay. uh, from amongst the giants. Okay. You sense... Celestial presences from amongst the Titans. You actually sense that there is there is a, a celestial presence very close to the to the um very close to the the Colossus, and then also some additional celestial presences within the Titan skull itself. Okay, Are those smaller or the same size as that Colossus? Um, they are. They're no. They're not. They're not the same size as the Colossus. No, they're more closer to humanoid in size. Okay. Hmm. I will relay that to the group. I don't think the dust... I mean, the dust plan might work. It'll definitely get noticed, I think, um, if we do it enough. I don't know if it's going to have the effect you want it to. Valdez. Um... There I'd are... certainly pref I'd certainly prefer it than just going in completely uncovered. Yeah. I mean, there's the other the the pass without trace plan. We can do both. Is the thing there? Okay. Um. The giants have undead, and there are celestials. That that big colossus thing is one. And there are more inside. So the Colossus is not a celestial. There oh, is a celestial. Okay. Ne there's a celestial presence ah, near sorry. the Colossus. 
My bad. Mm -hmm. I will add it. About 30 feet to the left. <laughs> okay. Nope, not that one. That. No. About 10 feet to the left. Okay. <laughs> yep. It'll be the tiny one. It's tiny. There was also celestial inside the, the skull. Yes. Multiple. Yes. So that's what we've got. May, do we want to maybe Would. do we don't want to split up but maybe splitting up and going in opposite directions and meeting back in the middle make us smaller no, that that would be dangerous for anyone who gets caught out to one side there are Enough. so many groups on the battlefield i don't know if it would but have exciting it would it would take a considerable amount of my energy for the day but i was able to get shikar to the other side and he'll point him out and have him move to where he's visible, where you can see him over the Colossus's shoulder. Oh. It's a they actually, yeah, they actually defended him as well. I could cast the same spell on each of us and we would actually be protected the closer we got. So should anything negative happen on the journey over, we would at least have them also defending us. Car, you mean? I'm not sure what you mean. The spell that I used for Ghent to change how he was perceived. Ah, I used. I'm a plant. Yes. <laughs> not anymore. No. Uh, didn't we? Didn't we like take the time to make that permanent at one point, or we were on our way to, and then yeah, but close. then we ended. But then you know, Turnalyn yep. helped That's us happened. kill the guy who was after yeah. me, so you know, it became less of a priority. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Tenali is just a helpful guy. That's one way of describing him. Yes, he's very helpful. Yeah. Agree to disagree. Mm. If he's just mm. as helpful as your uncle it's, is, it's an option. I don't know what's on the other side. You say that like that's a support of your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It certainly seemed to help a lot with Shakar. How much energy does it use? I was about to say, how how many mm -hmm. spells would you still be able to cast after doing that for all of us? Oh, after that? Uh, let's see. Six. <laughs> That's a lot of spells gone. Meh. Meh. We're, we're just trying to move our way quickly, and I think... So That's a big cost. Based on what I'm seeing, it does make and it, it does, feel... does make them it does make an entire one of the three factions not want to fight you. It is honestly the faction I'm most worried about. Based on what I'm seeing, it does see possibly bear mentioning that I think it would be easier if we do our roundabout approach on the giant side rather than the dragons. Definitely agree. Based on the cover they... of the <laughs> They won't know. They won't want to get near us because of the spell I put on Gant yes, or on on uh, Ithram yesterday. Hmm. Ooh, but if they do see us, they will definitely notice. <laughs> Once we get away from them, um, they it it 
basically makes them probably not care about us. They've got mm. other priorities. All right. So if we get further away, then they can tell that something happened. But, but at that, that time, point, hopefully, there will be a core of celestials and didn't titans you, in between didn't you us cast and them. It, didn't you cast antipathy? Yes. It makes them fearful, That'll make them right? run away. Yeah. Yeah. Antipathy is not oh, apathy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Antipathy is in fact. Yeah, antipathy is in fact one of the things that is distinctly not apathy. Okay. That is fair. I... But apathy's a cantrip. At worst they notice and run away. Yeah. No, at worst they notice and are unaffected. Okay, that is because <laughs> yeah. it is safe. Uh, just in case, if through how long does it take you to make somebody uh seem a thing? Uh, a moment. Okay, that's good. It's a backup plan. To cast somewhere, out. somewhere less than six seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so it's a we can have it as a backup plan, just in case. And this is sorry, I I was I was working. What was the what is the what is the Nistel's magic aura, which just makes you appear as something. Yes. It, it made it, it made yes. it it made Shakar appear as a titan, which then made the titans protect Shakar from the giants. There are there are person sized people fighting on the giant side, right? That was what I had heard. Yes. Yeah, there are person-sized people fighting on on all three sides, technically. Right. You don't see any of the ones that are fighting on the on the titan side because, well, they're hard to see amongst titans. <laughs> but uh, uh, Titania did sense a celestial, which seemed to be more humanoid-sized than the rest of the titans. I can blend if we need to. But again, this is all if we need to. So we're coming up. We're looking for contingencies upon contingencies upon contingencies. Here. I'm going to make a point here. Um, we're looking for a door that's inside that skull that's going to take us away from all this. Indeed. Yes. Having that magic that makes the things defending the skull not want to kill us makes finding that door easier. It does. Ithra, make an arcana check. With a 12. Uh, that's gonna, no, it's going to be a... Uh, where is it? Are you going to save it's face? So 17. Long. Yep, I'm going to save face. So, plus 5. 17. Well, 17. Better. You were thinking about what uh, Sin had warned about earlier, about how there may be some magical deterrence on the skull. And you're sort of mm-hmm. clicking together, and what you've just learned about your thing, you're clicking things together. If there's a magical deterrence on the skull, it's originating from the Titans. And if it's keyed to enemies, then likely, if you register magically as a Titan, you might be able to get past it if it exists, <laughs> which might make Dimension Door more viable or other teleportation options. Like, you can see it. Teleport will work. May work. So, yeah, I'll 
relay that. Um, it's an option. So it would probably be better for us if we're trying to look for a door to make we're not trying to get into combat. We're not trying to fight anything in there. So it might be best for us to seem like the Titans to get in there so we don't have to fight what's ever in there to find this door and then get out. Yes, once we're on the inside, we should be safe from most things that would want to harm us out here. Despite my usual proclivities, I can say that in this one situation, getting in a fight is something I'd be happy to avoid at all costs. Hmm? Yeah, I think the idea is to get across the battlefield without any of them noticing us. I definitely... As much as it is a major cost to your spells, Ithram, I think that might be the best plan. I mean, we could still do Ithram's thing, and then Titania could cast past without trace so we can get past the worst of it and then get to the titans and then just walk on in is that make is that kind of what's kind of what would happen and if we do end up being engaged we just need to be aware that we all need to have ithram's back because he doesn't really have a whole lot to do oh i got ithram's cats but i got him i still have plenty (laughs) i can do but I, I will need the help. Yes. This this mage has powerful Don't. cantrips. He's not he's never out of combat. Don't worry, darling. I have your back and your front. Yeah. Um adorable. <laughs> Get you someone that got your back and your front. <laughs> All right. Sounds like we've got a plan. Start casting. I things. hope so. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I was, so yep. You're a plan just to lay out the plan. You're going to want you're going to cast Nystal's Magic Aura nine times. Uh to yes. turn all of you into construct titan type creatures or like register as. Yes. And then are you going to try to sneak there physically or are you going to try to teleport there magically? Can we not do the cloud thing again? You could can absolutely uh, wind walk and just fly there. Because we're also, everybody except for Zara is under the effects of Rari's telepathic bond. So while we're in cloud, we can also still communicate. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to, to so if you wanted to cloud walk, wind walk, you still have time on that. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'm going to do pass without trace while Ithram's doing his, at the end of when Ithram's doing his thing. I also want to prep with getting my um, Reaper stuff set up before we start moving, just in case we get into a... Well, actually, no, that wouldn't make sense because we'd be clouds. Never mind. Won't do that. Just pass without trace. This this battlefield is short. Even circling around it, we're going to clear it in a round or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, is, there, is there any physical sensation to the spell being cast on us? Uh yeah, it feels like um static shock, just like when somebody's been. I love that it superhero static shock. Yeah, yeah. What a shock to you! That, that was one of the better shows. Yep, uh, <laughs> miss it. Um, but yeah, no, it it's just like a little red, little red. And as far as you're aware, nothing's changed other than I zapped you. There is a movie in the works. Does, really? Does anyone? 
Yep. Any of us look different? No. There's no visual change, right? No, no it's just your magical aura that reads differently. It would be really funny if Ithrim zapped Scuzz and Scuzz suddenly turned into a ghost and was like, oh no, you killed me. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, if Ithrim just changed our magical transponder codes. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Real Teams easy are to skew. Do. <laughs> And oh. I will do pass without trace. Oh. All right, <laughs> pass pass without trace. Yeah. And as you uh, and how does it look like now? Well, I, the the question: What does that look like now, Zatanya? Um, I think she's just going around and like after Ethram taps people, I'm going to tap people, <laughs> and it just feels like a cold, like cold wash kind of thing because <sighs> then you don't give off a heat signature, basically. Idea. And again, as with all of her spells, there's a ghost behind her also tapping you. I don't. Is no one going to talk about this? <laughs> I don't know if there is anything it's, really to say. Like, what are we going to say about it's it? A, it's a big bony dude <laughs> behind a, Tanya. Indeed. It's a, it's, it's a reaper. through spirit. a lot. Scuzz. Sorry, I actually missed what you said, Mara. Oh, it's a reaper spirit, Scuzz. Oh, okay. Uh, is, are you safe? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's fine. We've we've got an understanding. We are pretending that it is fine. Does it, does it's it a gift a from Dagoth. Let it be. Does it have Can it hear it? us? Kind of wave at it. I have questions, but as long as you're okay, I'm okay. It, it doesn't. It it seems to be Grubbin. Does you wave at it? It doesn't react. It seems to be like bound into mimicking Titania's motions. I love that. If it's any comfort to you, Grubbin, I've taken to calling it my uncle's keeper. That is not even the slightest. Way. I will call it Greg. Hello, Greg. Muck it is. (laughs) I appreciate how many conversations we are going to be having coming out of this planning session. (laughs) Uh, Mara, you do know that that spirit has a name. Oh, okay. What's its name? Uh, It is... Jim. Call me. What is uh, Monty Python? Uh, Him. 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 Thank you. (laughs) Uh, it is uh, Itzala. Is Itzala? <laughs> is it actually has a name already? Yeah. But uh, that's also yes, yes. Can I call you Sin? Is yeah. it a Sin day? That is fine. Hey. Okay. Seen Zara, whichever you prefer. I never mind being referred to as my 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 primary name, except for in situations where I am clearly in an espionage state. Okay. Uh, yes, in communication is the greatest form that a, a band of friends can have. Always have conversations. Sure. <laughs> In any event, let's put this plan in motion, shall we? Let's we go. Got so long. <laughs> yep. So, you've passed without a trace. You are become. You have become. You spent a little while and become clouds. 
Yep. Uh, you are all magically registering as Titans, and you go. Give me stealth I checks. Clouds. Enter the we're, void. We're yeah. Become we're wind clouds. Plus ten to this. Okay. Oh, good. Great. Here we go. Thirty-six. Nice. Good job. I didn't want to roll there. Twenty. Ignore 30s. that. Ignore that. My God. Christ. Uh, hang on. I've Why got... are you in heavy armor? <laughs> um, it's technically medium the... armor, but it is a, it is one of the medium armors that imposes disadvantage on stuff. Uh, but do you have disadvantage have... on... Well, I guess it doesn't I, matter. I don't have vulnerable. the disadvantage on stealth. It's because this is the sheet that doesn't let me switch that. It's it's flat because the armor is made out of wood. To be fair, the one is what it you was, rolled It first. was the yeah. first one. Yeah, I so. am using an inspiration. That's fair. It's that. a good idea. I've got I've got three of them. Now I have two. two. Okay, here we Roll go. Roll a two. 20, 21 total. Here we go. 30. Hey. 26. <laughs> Um, <laughs> got a 44. Oh, no. Even yes. with a natural one, that's still 21 total. I'm going to yes. use my inspiration because I'm, I'm not doing We're not doing that. We're not doing that. 40. Just around 40. This is Let's... what inspiration exists for. Hell yeah. Because I rolled a natural one and then a natural 20. Hell yeah. Show off. <laughs> Scuzz and Annabella are leaves on the wind. <laughs> Anna Annabella disappears from the campaign. <laughs> Annabella becomes a fart in the wind. No, that's Scuzz. Mm, can I not be compared to a fart? Please, thanks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, you're you're go beautiful. Go a giant and be like butter. <laughs> <laughs> No, Ellen Bell, you're a beautiful spring breeze. It's amazing. It's glorious. I do appreciate that there are three over 35s in this yep. set of roles. So, I'm 37, actually. I'll be 38 in June. Four. Like a series of ghosts. <laughs> I was making a joke about yeah. my age, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Like a series of ghosts, you all maneuver across the battlefield. Taking the wider the the wider uh, berth around the uh, the the giant side of things, uh, you very skillfully evade any detection by the giants um, and pass along through the Titan forces. You get a sense that all of the Titan forces are aware of you, but they are not attacking you. And in fact, as you pass close to the colossal titan, um, you see a figure off to one side of the titan. It is a feminine figure, tall, lithe, with two large black wings extended at full, sort of hovering near. The wings are not flapping, but it is still flying as it sort of hovers off to one side with a scythe in hand, looking at the dust, at the clouds as you approach toward the Titan skull, just watching you go, not saying anything or sending any signals, but aware of your presence. As you into the mouth of the Titan skull, bypassing recognize the conflict what, around. Do hmm? I recognize what that is? What kind go of ahead. entity that is? Give me a religion yeah. check. Now that we're closer, can take a peek. Let's see if we... 
at uh, at, at what? Uh, Ithram. Uh, the non. The celestial. Uh, yes. The right. non. Anyone, anyone who wants to can make a religion check while looking at the celestial. Why not? I'll roll to see if I know anything. I don't know anything. Let's roll. I know even less. I was gonna say, Gent and Sin know even less. (laughs) Yeah, I know a a lot, motherfucker. (laughs) Apparently, know about angels. (laughs) That checks out. (laughs) All right, so. Uh, look because I'll I'll aid. Looking at this ivory-skinned, uh, dark-haired, dark-winged creature clad in gold and silver with a large scythe, um, just sort of watching as you go past, uh, you several of you recognize it. Titania, you recognize uh, Titania, uh, Ithram, uh, Vespia, and Abella, and Scuzz. Uh, you all recognize this for a death pact angel. Um, this is a creature. This is an angel from the from, not quite the Shadowfell, but from the the sort of organizational structures around the Shadowfell. Um, this is an angel of Dagoth specifically, uh, but not one that necessarily serves Dagoth directly. This is uh, an angel that fulfills dying wishes effectively. Um, mm. or 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 is tied to dying wishes, um, and in that they are doing nothing to you. You suspect that whatever wish it is fulfilling is related to either the titan that is dead or some other titan kin, and that it, which would be why it is standing on the side of the titans. Cool. But you... Radical. Into the mouth of the Titan. You flow... There's only really one path as you find yourself in a rocky crevasse that is definitely sort of slightly lined with bones. Um, it seems that as you go, you get... It, it feels almost like the stone was flesh or was the flesh of whatever this creature was at one point uh based on how it clings still to the bones around it the bones were not the bones are not embedded in it it the bones are protruding from it um as you follow down this skeletal passage eventually you find yourself roughly 10 feet below ground um having followed down and in a what seems to be a dead end chamber in the middle of the chamber, you see a large, glowing blue sigil. Interconnected, weaving lines of magic, all connecting together, pulsing with magic. And standing at three points on this sigil, you see a trio of humanoid figures. These figures all are dressed in vaguely the same manner. Um, they... Let me pull this up again. Where are you? Where are you? Um, they are all wearing dark black leather clothes. Uh, they are respectively two humans, one young and feminine, one older and masculine, and one, uh, and then the third being a tiefling, red of skin with sort of silvery horns. Um, 
dressed smartly, and all three with sort of glowing blue eyes that co- that radiate the same color as the magical emblem on the ground. And as you enter into the room as gas, all of you suddenly stumble to your feet. No longer clouds. As you enter into the room. The three turn to you, and in one voice, Welcome, Steelhearts. All three say. And the associates. <laughs> the all three of their uh, all three sets of eyes flick towards Sin in the same motion and then flick back. Welcome. And that's where we're going to end for the week. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Good night. Good.